All right, so something a little different today, but not too far off of um, like what we're covering since we do, you know, we're covering your county, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and this kind of reaches a little bit further than that. So we we do have a guest with us. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Nisi, and DeShields Moulton is my name. And Miles is actually here today from uh, Miles. You want to plug your show? Yes, Miles is here from uh, my podcast, The AM Show, with uh, Aliana and Miles, which comes out every, uh, I'd say about Tuesday. We usually try to get it out about Tuesday night, Wednesday Tuesday's morning. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday's good. Um, picking up with the regular content and stuff like that very soon, as we said, like uh, season two will be coming soon. Um, and then Megan will be back. So it'll be good. Be good times for that. So um, won't take too much time from that. So at least you want to introduce yourself like fully and then exactly what you do and why you're here today. Yeah. Um, my name is Nisi DeShields Moulton. I am a genealogist from York, Pennsylvania. And I've been doing genealogy for about 22 years and uh, enjoying the process of it. Okay. So for people that don't know exactly what genealogy is, explain that. It's family history and ancestry. Okay. And a lot of people might be familiar with all the DNA tests now. Yeah. And with those yeah. tests, that's opening up the doors of ancestry and, and genealogy to find out who you are. So any specific thing that you specialize in? or A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> So break that down. Yeah, break that down. We talked before we started recording. We said about you not being too humble. So just explain, explain what you you know what you know and what you do and like how you got into it. Like you know, go through all that with us. Well, I initially got into it because I just wanted to know who I am. And being of African American descent, we don't really know who we are, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, sparked my curiosity. And then the second thing that did it was as I'm looking at my family, it's so multi ethnic. And I was like looking at everybody because my mom is really fair skinned. She almost looks white. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why does she look? Why is she so white? I mean, if, if we had so much prejudice and people were separated, how does everybody look like this? Because growing up, I was one of the darker ones growing up, mm-hmm. and I got treated a little bit differently uh, in that aspect. So I was just curious. Yeah, we forget about that side of it, like <laughs> how we talk. Yeah, we talk to each other, and we're like, well, <laughs> one's a little lighter than the other, but yeah, and we're all different colors, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, that's what sparked the interest. And I just wanted to know more about um, where I came from. Who are we uh, besides being enslaved? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to know more about me from that aspect. So you said a little bit of the work that you do. You, you're published? I'm, I'm published. I published uh, three books uh, on my family. And at this point, I only sell it to family because it's basically a, a, a dump of my database of all the history and all the information I've found of my family history. But it connects to, like, almost most of York. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you said from you've been more recently working like in Lancaster, yes, and kind of bridging that gap between us and like Harrisburg and stuff. Is there yes. anything that that's come out? Um, I guess that's been like enlightening to you as far as like absolutely. I've, I've found that uh, most of York County, Lancaster County, uh, all these little counties, everybody's kind of connected, and we're all kind of related in some some way. Uh, just a small example, I went to a church one day, I went to a little function, and I sat at this table with this older gentleman, and we just started having a conversation, and he told me his last name was Murray. I'm like, oh, my grandmother's a Murray. He lived in Peach Bottom, Lancaster County, and I was in Lancaster at the time. And as we got to talking, I ended up finding out that he was my grandfather's cousin, and he was actually named after my grandfather. <laughs> so you never know. Yeah, right, right. And this man you never met before. Never right? met before. Yeah, and I just yeah. happened to be sitting at a table and having a conversation, and he was born and raised in Lancaster County. And I didn't know at the time that there was two Peach Bottoms. There was Peach Bottom, York County, and there was Peach Bottom, uh, Lancaster County. I never knew that. Yeah, it's and like and some weird line down there, right? Yeah. That like, pretty well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they would go back and forth. There was a slate company on the other side. A lot of people moved over there to work. Uh-huh. 
uh, they had the, the Welsh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, they have a Welsh museum down there now, but they did all the slate and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And my family lived all in that area down there. And um, when I met him, I was like, okay. And I just kept meeting more and more people. And then he took me to the cemetery down there. And I looked at the cemetery and I had relatives already had in my database were in that cemetery. Mm -hmm. And just how small the world is. Yeah, so this man you never met before, you sit down and have a conversation with, and then, mm -hmm. yeah, realize your family. Yes, mm -hmm. and then he was, he actually ended up uh, opening the door to a whole bunch of other stuff. Like I said, when he took me to that cemetery where his mom was um, buried, I found other relatives in mm -hmm. that same cemetery. And so I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. No, it just kind of reminds me of the time that you brought the pictures into the studio. And we were looking through them, and yeah. I was just like, you know, that's my grandfather yeah. in, in, in the picture. Just like yeah. how small this world is, and how small your county is, and how you can be connected to people without even like realizing it. Because like that wasn't even like when we were just starting. Like we had been working together for like Couple several months, months at that yeah. point when you like oh. brought those like pictures in. Yeah, my um, my great grandparents had a big farm in um in Stewartstown, and every summer they would hold these big um. I guess like you call them picnics, mm -hmm. and they would do music and all these other things. And my my grand my great grandfather, he came from eleven brothers and sisters, and the brothers all had a band. What were their names? The Mitchell brothers, and they had a they had a band, and they would all around York County and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I can't find much information about. It. Maybe you can help me with that. <laughs> but to his to his story, um, from my my day job, a customer of mine came in. And he said he recognized me, and he knew me when I was, you know, Little. yeah, like four or five years old. Wow. And he, like, just went up to him, like you said, you're talking to this man, and he right away recognized me. And he said, I know your people. And he came back a couple weeks later with this packet of photos, and I just, you know, shared them with the kids and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then um, I brought him in here to, like, scan them, to archive them. And I lay him down, and he goes, oh, let me see him. And we go through him, and he sees his grandfather and stuff in the that's photographs wild. and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. The kind of stuff. And that's where it's like, yeah, and you say, like, uh, how small, you know, the world is. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we've known each other forever and a day. Yeah. Never were, like, the best of friends. Mm -hmm. Are you related or no? No. No, no we didn't no, figure that no. part out, yeah, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think so. But it was, like, it was something like that where you just see, like you said, like, how connected um, – and it's small because it's yeah. like your county, it's it's not that big. And then you realize like all these people are related and stuff. But that was um, just, yeah, a very interesting day. And it was just, uh -huh. yeah, completely forgot about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mentioned yeah. It, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had to call. He took the picture and showed his mom. She, you know, just to confirm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I yeah. say. Yeah, you yeah, really never know yeah. someone until you actually have a conversation with them. Uh -huh. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what ethnicity they are either. Yeah, because you'll yeah. find that people know people. And there's always a connection. And I actually said to my, my guy brother here, I said, um, it's, I believe there is six degree of separation because we can always find that connection within that six degree. And I proved it oh, to absolutely. him as, yeah. as, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a, that's another thing, too. Like, we always talk about that lost art of conversation. Like, people can't, you know, like, I don't know you at all. And mm -hmm. you come in today, we get to sit down and have, a, you know, a conversation. But a lot of people can't do that, like, even in social settings or wherever mm -hmm. the case may be. So that's where I feel like, you know, with the services and stuff like you provide, um, you can open up people maybe too. Absolutely. And it pays to know your history. And I'll give you one more example. Um, uh, I had met, uh, I, I call her a DNA cousin mm -hmm. online, and we matched DNA and found out we were related. Um, her brother, I actually connected to her brother. And he said, well, I have um, some relatives 
in Pennsylvania? I said, well, I live in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And he says, I have a sister that lives in Lancaster, another sister lives in Philadelphia, and so on. And so he hooked us up. So we talked on the phone for a while, and we decided to meet. We met. And then after that, there was an Ancestry.com concert, I mean, not concert, um, conference coming up. And I, th I said to her, would you like to go? Because, you know, mm -hmm. we're still learning, and we, we need yeah. to know yeah, more stuff. So she said, sure. So she calls me back a month later because this was really in advance. She says, hey, I have several other people who'd like to go. Would that be okay? And I'm like, sure, if, if somebody else is driving. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up being seven of us. So we met in Lancaster, went to get on the vehicle. And as people were approaching, she, she was the only one I knew. As people were approaching, I'm looking at these people. I'm like, wow, this one lady uh, walks up and her name was um, Darlene. I'm like, how do you know her? And she says, uh, well, we've known each other forever. We kind of grew up together. I'm like, well, she's my cousin. And she's like, what? And I had just met her um, the year before. Mm -hmm. And I had found out she was a relative. And then another person walks up and another person. So we all get in the vehicle. It was an SUV sitting in there. We're talking. I, I brought one of my books with me. Darlene's going through the book and she looks up to the other guy. And she says, hey, Leroy, your mom and dad are in this book. It was the, my book. Mm -hmm. And then Gerald goes, what do you mean? And I had his mom and dad in the book. But make a long story short, I had just met all these people, and I was related to about six of the people that were, five of the people that were in the vehicle, and didn't know it, met for the first time. Meeting for the first time? Yes. Like, only one I knew really was the, the DNA cousin. I had met the other one prior to that, and then the other people I found that I was related to as we all started talking. And were, were these like, like I guess like, um, like first or second cousins? They, they, uh, it was, like third cousins, third, third or fourth cousins, cousins okay, yeah. All right. And some of them from Lancaster, and uh -huh. one was from Philly. I, I was related to all of them except for one, and I didn't know much about the other woman. And the other lady, she was a steward. And I'm like, well, my grandmother's a steward in Lancaster County. She says, well, I'm a steward. So she did the DNA test, and uh -huh. she contacts me like two months later. She says, hey, you remember me? She says, we, we met on the Ancestry.com. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> we are related. Yeah. The DNA confirmed that we were related. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, um, because all these things are coming out now, like you see with um, like criminal cases and stuff. So people now seem to be like a little bit leery of like submitting their DNA I get that, to yeah. these websites and things like that because mm -hmm. of uh, one of the more famous ones was the Golden State Killer. Mm -hmm. And after, that, was, that like, was Jed Match. That they yeah, well, on. yeah. And so from like almost 40 years of not being caught and doing all these crimes and things, so how do you view that, like, from a law enforcement perspective? Like, I know you're not in law enforcement, but people say, like, it's an invasion of privacy or something like that. Because if people are willingly doing this and then they find out, like, well, this can be used against me later on, what what do you what do you say towards that? I think... In, I know it's a loaded question. But I know. It, in, a, in a sense, I think it's, it's good because they're catching all these people. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, too, JedMatch is a free site. And any time you're dealing with anything free, it's open to the public. Right. Ancestry.com, 23andMe, as an example, they are um, private companies and they do have laws and rules that they just don't give your information out and they let you, you know, read all that stuff. Um, I kind of agree with not, how I say that, not using your information, I mean, your, your DNA for that purpose, but in the same breath, they wouldn't catch these people. But yeah. given the opportunity to say yes or no, you want to do it, I don't have a problem with that. So yeah, what Deadmatch has done is when you first sign when you sign up, it gives you an option. If you want to have your DNA open for the police to look at it, you can say yes or no now. Because they've changed Because yeah, I saw that they keep having to update. Mm -hmm. like, and the privacy. The, yeah. And yeah. privacy is important because DNA is that they have you. Well, they caught, um, 
the guy in Lancaster. DJ Freeze. Yes. And he, um, was Christy Meyer? Yeah, I forget her last name. I think, I'm, if I'm sorry, if I am got the name wrong. But this was just as of a year ago. And it was for the same, and he had submitted, and they found it. They found his information out. Yeah, way. I think they actually got his DNA off the water bottle. Yeah. And then they submitted that. And then he did the DNA test and everything and never thought that he could have been caught that way. And that was, what, 91, 92? Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Actually, my, my cousin, the one I, one of my, I met on that, that ride, you know, he's a retired police officer, and he knew him fairly well. Yeah, I have a, um, a co-worker, <laughs> and she had, she had made mention that uh, they had had dinner. He, was, he had been married a few times. They had dinner one time with one of his ex-wives and everything, and she was like, oh, he's like, yeah, you know, you, people always say that now, but it was like, yeah, he always seemed a little off in that, but it was um, it was more interesting that because that was kind of in that window, like right after the Golden State Killer thing happened, mm-hmm. and then it was like closer here, and it was more interesting that you see um, people then started to like question it, whether or not that it was like ethical or, you know, but like you said, if if you're doing these crimes and these people are like, yeah. And- yeah if you're, you mean if you're doing a crime and then you're dumb enough to submit your own <laughs> DNA? Like that, that's essentially what that's you're saying. A, yeah, but right? it's like, like I don't she know said if he submitted his own DNA. I think one of his relatives. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Say. So this is kind of like what, um, like well, I know. He was tested it against that. Right, yeah. so like kind of the way the Golden State Killer was found, it was, it was a relative of his and mm-hmm. they found it closely like to it and then they, because what happens is almost like doing a, a, a paternal yeah. DNA test. If I uh-huh. take the DNA test and you two also, if I come up related to you um, through the DNA, it, it's actually accurate. It yeah. lets me know that I'm, I'm your cousin and what uh-huh. degree of cousin I am. If I'm yeah. first, so it, it takes that and kind of limits it to exactly like, yeah. I, I, I want to now look at like you these look at five or six tree. people. Yeah. I, I guess you're saying, of, so if there was a rape yeah. and you were testing the Yeah, DNA so it's not, so it wasn't like him knew. exactly, yeah. but they had enough, like they had enough yeah, DNA no, on him. a degree of probability or something right, like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, and then what you do is like what, what I do as an example, since I do genealogy and I do yeah. ancestry, I would go into whoever the person he connected to. And look at their tree, and then I start doing a process of eliminate this, to follow the tree to see where it leads me. And then you look at mm-hmm. who else took the DNA test within that tree, and then you can tell what degree they're related to that person and who it might be mm-hmm. if it's an aunt or uncle, a cousin, a father. Mm-hmm. You can actually tell from the DNA test how you're connected to that person and where at in that family you may be connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that's that's what um, it you know it was necessarily like say popular. But then that started to bring it out a little more that they were starting to use these tactics and stuff like that to kind of close it. some of these case, these cold cases and stuff that had been yes. on for years, and um, and that was like the constant like now uh, I forget what who it was I think it might have been Vice, and they did like a twenty minute piece on it where they they were like you know these laws and stuff of the guy that started it, and then they keep they kept having to go back and updating the mm-hmm. like the legal stuff the legal like yeah. ever almost daily now. Because of like situations like this and how the information can be used, you know. Yeah, and GEDmatch is free. So when you when you upload your your um, raw data to GEDmatch, it's it's open to the public basically, and anybody can submit their DNA and then compare it to somebody else. And and what they did with that website, which was nice, because I was actually on it as well. Mm-hmm. And um, say you took yours in ancestry, you took yours in family tree DNA, and mm-hmm. I did mine on Twenty Three Me. We can all go to that one site to see if we're related, so you don't have to take the test. On each places. one of them, right, yeah. right. and okay. that's kind of what Jed matches. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that was good because I yeah I thought about that word <laughs> and it made it a little more relevant yeah, to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so like in, with your services and things like that too, like um, like like when people usually contact you, like how does your consulting work or anything like that? Like how does that I'm, usually go? I kind of do it. Um, I don't really charge people right now because mm-hmm. I kind of just it's something I love to do. 
and I don't do enough of them to say that mm -hmm. I, I'm going to It's like try. a business. It's, it's not yeah. really a business because I do it personally, mm -hmm. and I've been doing it personally for a long time. And in reality, it's it's becoming more of a, um, I call myself a DNA detective lately. Because mm -hmm. as an example, um, I just had a 76-year-old woman contact me about six months ago, and she said, you know, Nisi, I don't know who my dad is, and my mom has never told me who my dad is. Mm -hmm. Is there any way you can help me? And I'm like, at 76, oh, I said, you know what? Yeah, let's, 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 let's go for it. So I said, the first thing you need to do for me is take a DNA test. And then, uh, just like they do with yeah. trying, trying to find trying criminal, to find yeah. I mm -hmm. did the exact same thing. I did a process of elimination after she did the DNA test to find her family and find out who her dad was. And I did find them. <laughs> and just, so, so did you compare that like to a data bank? Yes. Okay. Right. And I had okay. her take several tests because everybody doesn't take a test on, on all the, yeah. the websites. And I found a first cousin. Wow, and when you have a first cousin, you know that that first cousin, one of the, her parents or his parents has, has to, be to be her be father. father. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to find that. And I did a process and I called, and I, I called the lady, talked to her on, on the phone for a while. And she was excited. And they just met for the first time about two months ago. So wow. we found out who her dad was, even though she's 76 years old, uh, who her family was. And here's, she rode the school bus with the lady that I talked to on the phone, her brother. They didn't know they were related in North Carolina. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so she yeah, was See, that's the stuff that makes us more, more fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's a simple, yeah. I mean, not that it's simple, but you, you're doing, you're providing a service and stuff that most of these people don't would naturally think of like how to because they could do it themselves essentially uh -huh. um but like you're bridging those gaps and things like that between like people that maybe are uneducated or un, or just don't know the sources and that to get there yes so as i said to you to your credit you you are doing more work than yes. yeah than what's yeah so <laughs> what would you say would be like one of the, the most challenging cases that you've had um I just say confirming that I'm related to certain people because a lot of people growing up are in denial as to how if we're related at all. Because uh -huh. we all, like, to to your first point, we always say, yeah, that's my cousin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that gets lost. Or you're not my cousin. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so once I was, I gathered all the information, I confirmed through paperwork that I was related. Uh -huh. And then they were still in denial. So... Uh, then some of their family members started taking tests. And when they started taking tests, all of them were popping up under me, under my mom. I tested my mom, my uncle. And when you test, you want to test the, most, the oldest person in your family if you can, because it reaches back further. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so I tested my mom, I tested my uncle, and I tested some other older cousins. And I was able to really bring all that information together and figure it all out. Mm -hmm. And I even found out with another cousin that I ended up being related to the wife and the husband. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know it through the DNA test. Uh -huh. Not until I did the DNA test. Yeah. But the older the person is, the further it reaches back. Mm -hmm. And you want to test the male always because you get the DNA from both sides. You get the male and the female from the man. And you only get the female from the woman. So how far okay. back did you go? How uh, far back did you trace this? Uh, 1700s. And to slavery. I actually have a copy of my... Uh, Third great grandfather, which is not that far back, uh, his manumission from slavery, mm -hmm. and I have his documents saying that he was a slave and who owned him. And I found wow. the last will and testament of the woman that owned him. And when she passed away, she left my grandfather to her cousin, and I have that actual paperwork as well. So, with some of these other families and stuff in the city, um, and even like from wherever you go, I mean, you don't think, and people would want this information, and that's why I think if they're mm -hmm. actually interested in that. 
And <clears throat> before we started recording, you said that we don't. And this is this is like if I'm paraphrasing, just to forgive me, that we don't. You don't think the history here is uh, like we don't we don't follow it too much. And we don't. Okay. And we need to be more connected or to the history centers here. Mm-hmm. And as African Americans, we need to share that information. We need to be open to sharing the information. I know uh, currently we don't have like an African American museum here, but there's a start even with just the history center itself. And if you're connected to a bigger, bigger organization, mm-hmm. that allows you to gather more information because they're allowed to do they do the marketing. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. it would be really uh, nice to have us come together as a whole in your county on the African-American side and, and gather and connect all this information, who's doing the history. Because I may be doing it, I don't know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I might not know you're doing it, but you find out that I do it, then we can compare those things just like you see in the photograph that he had. You mean if someone's genealogy is already done? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I have actually have had that done, and I have been like working on mine, because like that's how photography came to be for me. And the company that we have, Washington Monona, which was, uh, um, we found by some, I guess, someone on my, my grandmom's family. So my grandmom, I guess, had a second family that she didn't know about. And someone was doing genealogy on that family, and she turned out to be like this professor Same. from Princeton who had a brother that was a professor at Morehouse that had another sister that was an activist in the open area. Mm-hmm. And she did this entire genealogy where she went back and she discovered like my grandma's genealogy going all the way back to like her Native, Native American ancestry to, you know, to the individual who left, you know, North Dakota that came to Pennsylvania looking for work, to who met the Irishman who owned the farm, to who sold the family, to to my to I guess up to the Great Depression time where my grandmom then left mm-hmm. the house at the Great Depression. She moved to Pit, moved to New York, then moved to Pittsburgh, then moved all around, and just discovered like her entrepreneurial spirit during the nineteen twenties and thirties. But it's like what you're saying, it's amazing what you can find it's by amazing. getting in touch with who it is Absolutely. that you are once you get when someone narrows down on that research. Absolutely, and then when you combine that and share that, because I found out that I had a, a cousin that was an entertainment attorney. He was actually um, mm-hmm. um, what's the, the comedian name. Uh, you know, except my tongue. <laughs> Richard, you know, Richard, Pryor. Like Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody knows who Richard Pryor. He was Richard yeah, Pryor's yeah, attorney, yeah. as an example. Uh-huh. I actually flew out to California, met with, met with him. I spent the whole weekend with him. Wow. Okay. And he shared all his information and mm-hmm. gave his information to me, because uh, my family connections are the Shields. It's Green. It's Nutter from the Eastern Shore. My mom's uh, dad's side is from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them were enslaved. Now, my mom's green side of the family, I haven't found any documents showing that they were enslaved at all. See, that's another big thing, people finding out that no one in their family was enslaved either, mm-hmm. yeah. And I've got them back to the 1700s, and I don't find any paperwork at this point. They were all mulatto, which were of mixed race. Mm-hmm. And I found that we were mixed race almost on every side going back as far as we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have mixed up. Um, and I found um, an actress. I went out to visit her in, in California as well. And she sat down and she shared uh, tons of pictures with me. She had my, my ancestors, my grandfather's brothers and sisters yeah. in her, her photography book and everything. Um, doctors, lawyers. You, you just have no idea. So you mm-hmm. st- start reaching out and connecting those dots. And then she gave me a book that she had on the family that was done back in the day. So I, could, I took her information, put that in my information. Then I was able to reach out a little further to other people. And then we, mm-hmm. we're just, we just keep gathering it and gathering it. So I'm holding 
so much. I have books that I can stack up on this desk here that was filled. Yeah, I was going to ask. Do you have, <laughs> do you have some type of vault or something where you keep everything and then just like I big have board tons of books. So, so what I've done though yeah. is um, those books that were those family books I was telling you about. I did three because on the one family related on both sides. I didn't have to do four. Uh -huh. yeah. So what I, I took all that, uh, not all of it, a lot of that information, put them in the books. If anything ever happened to me. It's, it's in black and white and it's yeah. here, then somebody can start from there. But I still mm -hmm. have tons that I have no clue what to do with. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and um, some of that information in there is just so wonderful. The stories that I've found are so wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's just, what do I do with this now that I have it? I think mm -hmm. it would be good to document that stuff too. But that, yeah. And it, it yeah. takes a lot. It's like, what do I do? So what I have decided to do is just do presentations on family history, mm -hmm. uh, going into schools, going to um, uh, churches and going to other facilities, uh, history centers, and doing presentations on the history that I've found, mm -hmm. and then teaching people how to get started. That's kind of what I've been doing lately. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, beyond, I, well. I'm, I'm, I think it's, it's, it's amazing, <laughs> like, when you say schools, like the high school, middle school, elementary yeah, school. And I really, okay. Yeah, and I really like to start um, with the younger ones, because I felt, I feel like as African Americans, um, that because we don't know who we are, we're embarrassed to even hear the word slave. Yeah. We're embarrassed uh -huh. to, to, to know. It's that. lost its context at this point. I think yeah. it has because we don't mm -hmm. we don't talk about yeah the the bad side of it. We just say like, oh, they, they put them on a boat. And there's more to it than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like and that's and that's pretty much like even when we were in, like in high school and stuff. It's like you never you never got you know unless you went and started to you know research these things on your own, watch other things, and that it was just like oh you know they put them on a boat came here, yeah, they were enslaved, and then Abraham Lincoln let them go. And then, and then Martin Luther King came. And then Martin Luther King came, and then that's it. You know, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and then somebody wrote a job. Like, get right, yeah, that was, like, no, that's the history of black people, like, as, as we're taught, like, in school. And it's, um, it's not even beyond, like, that it's a joke, because that's just, like, what we're taught. And it's just, like, these, like you said, like, you got these historical black figures, and you hit those points, and then, like, that's it. And then we talk about, like, nothing else, like, like, and see, I feel like it's my job right now to educate our youth that it's more to us than that. And so when I'm teaching, I'm getting, I'm going all into who the Moors were, yeah, how they were kings and queens, mm -hmm. um, and giving them how how we were educated, mathematicians, mathematicians, yeah. um, scientists, and all of that, and how we we ruled uh, Spain for 700 mm -hmm. years as an mm -hmm. example, and how we were, you know, when we were uh, taken from from. Africa, the continent, how we were dropped off in Puerto Rico, we were dropped off in Cuba, we were dropped off, and how we're all really, truly connected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I look at my DNA uh, profile online, I've got people from Puerto Rico, I've got people from Dominican Republic, I've got people from here, I've got people from Ireland, I've got Native American, mm -hmm. I can go on and on. And these, all these people are, are connected to me, yeah. you know. And now that you say that, it's like, I can almost see you passing for, like, you know, it, it, you know I don't know. It's all the different races and stuff. Like you had the feet, like, like, like you have like, like the complexion yeah. features that you could pass in, you know, like like in, in a Caribbean country. Like yeah. And see, what I do also is, um, I do three three presentations. One is called "Do You Really Know Who You Are?" And uh -huh. then I get into I have one how I confirmed who I am through DNA, and then I have another one where as I met my ancestors, because I'm I'm talking about all my ancestors as I'm doing this. And I introduce you to them as who they were as human beings, not just enslaved individuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those are the three that I do right now. And then what I get, what I do is since my mom is so fair, she almost looks white, really. Mm -hmm. um, I bring her to my presentations when I'm doing the DNA. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask the group before we even get started, what ethnicity do you think she is? And the majority yeah. of the room says white. And then when we get further down um, the, uh, 
the whole of, of me teaching the, that part of the, the presentation. And then I'll, I'll tell them who she is and I bring her DNA profile out. And it just, I show them that just because she looks white doesn't mean somebody's white. Mm -hmm. And she's 60% black and people, their mouths are hanging open. They can't believe that she's 60% black because she's so white. Uh -huh. That's why you cannot judge a person by the color of their skin. Yeah. Because you don't know who anyone is. And I, but the young people, I find that really their eyes just go like, it lightens up. It's like, oh wow, I never even thought of that. Just because somebody's brown doesn't mean they're not white or they're not this or not no, that. No, and I think yeah. as we've all come to learn, like, Racism is something that's taught. It is taught because race is a construct. It doesn't really exist. It, yeah. was, it was created to divide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember a conversation like my youngest daughter was like six. And, you know, she had, you know, we don't talk that stuff in the house like too often. But it's like now that they're older, they kind of see the world a little different because of everything they're exposed to. And I remember she said, why would somebody not like somebody because their skin's a different color? And, that's and I remember that. And that was like always there because you 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 know that it is something that is taught like mm -hmm. to, because I never taught that to her that it mattered mm -hmm. and then when when you when she was exposed to that and she just could not grasp the concept of that and that's knowing that yeah that's how that's taught yeah. to other people mm -hmm. yeah, yeah and as yeah. a parent you're like wow and then when you see you know like how we're living in this world right now it does resonate. And this is why this is so important because, like you said, like you can't look at someone and say, oh, and you well, you're, yeah, you're just that in the third. And that's where the education and lack of knowledge and stuff like that comes from from a lot of people, too. Yeah, I did a presentation at uh, Logos Academy. And when I was done, I had a line of kids standing, coming to speak with me. And several came up and gave me a hug. Mm -hmm. And one girl was from Columbia, um, South America. And she said, thank you. She said, because I've never heard anyone talk about my country and, and acknowledge some of the things that you have said. And she said, and that's all true that you just said. Uh -huh. And I was, I was just so taken back because she was so sweet about it. Yeah. That was actually going to be my next question, was <laughs> if, if your research is taking you anywhere out of the country. Yet, it's taken me found. all over the world. Yeah? Where, all over the world. Where have you gone and what have you found? Well, I've mainly, like I said, I'm using my own history. So uh -huh. when I look at my DNA, my DNA is all over the world. Yeah. So that's where I start with it. Uh -huh. And then I branch that out and, and bring it back to how we're all connected, how yeah. really diversified we are as human beings, that no one is one pure race. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's where that, I, I use that to, to bring the kids in because they, they can't connect it any other way unless it's connected to something they can see, feel, or touch. Mm -hmm. So I connect it to me, and then they can see that I am all these things, and I break it down in my, in my DNA chart. Mm -hmm. And then I speak of all the races that I am, which I'm a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he had another question. He wrote down here. Um, he had family members in the Civil War. I've had many family members in the Civil War. Um, I have all their documentations, all their medical records, um, anything that was said about them. Uh, documents where uh, one of my grandfathers, um, he was disciplined in the Civil War, and it said how stubborn he was. And then when I found a, another piece of paper, I'm here. He was instrumental in the Underground Railroad. The same mm -hmm. grandfather. And I said, ah, oh, that makes sense, how he was in the Civil War and the Underground Railroad and all that, yeah. connect that stuff all together. I have many, many, and, and um, I show those in my presentation as well. And one of my uh, grandfather's uh, children went on to get his Ph.D. in, in 1907, and that's almost unheard of yeah. back yeah. then. You know, so yeah. uh, I use that as well to show the kids that you can still persevere. I mean, this, he's almost like right out of slavery, mm -hmm. you know, his, his son is. 
and he still was able to get his education. So what's, yeah. what's wrong with us that we can't do that? Mm -hmm. So I, I use, you know, depending on the class I'm doing and the age group, I kind of Yeah, it change. resonates a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I kind of do that, yeah. Any questions? Any more questions? None. <laughs> I, I just, well, I mean, I, kind of taking it all in. No, right? no, no. I'm just curious, to, like, what, what countries you because there's so much outside of York, and then, but I don't want to. I don't want to go down any. No, I, I haven't gone out of the country like, yet. But my plan okay. was this summer was to go out of the country. I was uh, planning on going to Italy and Spain and a couple of other things. Italy I'd love to go to nice, Ireland. Yeah. I have a, a big percentage of uh, British Irish or from the British Isles. Okay, I've got like 20 percent. Yeah, there. yeah, same here. I'm actually 65 um, percent African American. Uh huh. And. Um, that's 30, I think it was 30% um, or 30% 30 or 31% uh, European uh -huh. and then um, Asian and Native American. Okay. And then within all that and, and within the um, European, it was British and Irish, it was um, Spanish, it was uh, Italian and Greek, uh, French and German, mm -hmm. <laughs> so all over the place, and then Native American yeah. and then some South American. And they just did a, a revamp with 23andMe, and now I'm showing Central Asia, which is like around India, uh -huh. as an example. So, like I said, my DNA is like all over the place. Yeah. And what's nice about 23andMe is it will give you a timeline, and it will let you know 100% uh, what race one of your grandparents was 100% at this period in time. And mm -hmm. it goes back to like the 1600s, which is pretty cool. So you kind of know what you were, or what grandparent was what race at the period of time. Yeah. Yeah. What were you most surprised to see? As far as DNA or just you know, just yeah, DNA, just so, yeah, so far. Yeah. I don't know if I was surprised. I kind of knew. It kind of just validated most of the stuff that I knew. I guess that's uh -huh. what I'll say. I wasn't really too surprised with anything. I knew I'd have some Native American. I knew um, we were half white. Yeah. Um, I knew all that. It's just, it's just connecting the dots and family members. A lot of the people, people that I've didn't know were related. Uh huh. That now I do know they're related. Okay. I, I guess those are the most surprising, but I kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was just validating most of the stuff that I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that validation too. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, most proudly thing was, um, I'm just proud to be African American, no matter what. Yeah. Um, it just strengthened me as a as a human being as to. I'm comfortable in my skin. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. that's the best word I could use. Yeah, it's also you. Not even, you're conscious of who you are. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing. I know more who I am. That. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it was like talking about that in my podcast the other day. Yesterday, it's like there's a difference between being like told who you are by specifically having to you know go like this. I I think before we started this podcast, we were talking about going to church, and at least for me, I remember just like going to church and being told who I was on Sunday. Then being told who I was in choir practice on Monday, uh -huh. then again on Bible study on Wednesday, and then again on some youth outing on Friday. Uh -huh. It was like, it wasn't until for me, being in my like, mid-30s, having a much more deeper understanding of who I am through what you're talking about, through, you know, being able to burn your genealogy, mm -hmm. being able to understand what these different people did and what their strengths were, what their weaknesses were, <laughs> what battles they went up against, who they went up against them with. Yes. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it just, it just it just really strengthened me when I looked at the the hardship and some of the things they went through and all of that. It's like what they went through. I'm going through nothing compared to what they yeah, had to yeah, endure. Oh, I, absolutely. So there's nothing that can stop me from being yeah. who I am. And when I do my presentations, the majority of my audience is white. Uh -huh. And to stand up there in front of all these all these people of, of, of European descent, 
and feeling so comfortable at who I am and saying whatever I feel comes out my mouth. I mean, mm -hmm. it can't get any better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's supreme confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's supreme confidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more question, I'll put a cap on this. Um, so you've been, you've lived in the city, like you said, most of your life. You left for a little while, came back. So more recently, there's been, there's been a lot of violence in the city. And a lot of these kids are killing each other. Um, and probably don't even know somebody that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts in, on that, even if you've ever had any? I have. That's, that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I figure if I can catch these kids younger and connect and show them um, how I'm related to this person and that, and it also being, uh, being uh, I live here in York, a lot of people know, they know my family. So when they mm -hmm. start seeing these names pop up, these kids, like, oh, I'm related to you. I, I've had that in some of the presentations yeah. of the kids. Oh, I didn't know I was related. That's that's my cousin. That's my uncle. That's my dad. Um, uh -huh. And then once they know that, I think that hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. No, you can't say that there's a solution. For, I know, like that's I, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of hard to say that because yeah. we're also separated now. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know who each other, mm -hmm. who we are, and we're fighting and killing each other, and have no idea that we're all kind of related to each other. Yeah, and it's sad. And that goes back to the parents. When do you start teaching your children who they really are and giving them the history of who you are? Because mm -hmm. if they don't know, that's how we, that's how we present them to the world yeah. as, as these people that are defined by other people. So I, I teach mine at home. That my, I don't have any young ones anymore. But um, my grandkids, I let them know, this is who you're related to. This is who you are. Be proud of who you are. It doesn't matter if you're mixed race. If you're not, just be strong in your being. And you don't have to not deny who you are. If your mom is white, that's okay. If your dad is black, that's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't deny any of it. Stay true to who you are. And I think that hopefully will help some of these kids. Yeah. And it starts to me. It starts at home with the parents. If we don't start, where does it start? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why I'm going into the schools and trying to get into more schools if they allow me. And I am getting some flack too because of the stuff I talk about. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I go pretty deep. Flack yeah. from all right, you don't have to say who specifically, but what type of I mean, who 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 can be opposed to like that? Some people are opposed well, to the truth. Like, I know, but there's some no, this I, is I, stuff no, that no, makes me laugh. Yeah, because like, it's some of the things that I think that I was like, because uh, I'm getting ready to become a substitute teacher, and I used to be a behavioral health counselor. Okay. And so, as a behavioral health counselor, it was me one on one with a client. I could sit there and we could talk about anything. Now, when I get up there and I'm going to be teaching, there's going to be someone that's going to be holding me accountable, which is like yes. the, the principal, which is going to be these other parents. And I might not be able to speak as honestly honestly and freely as I feel about how Martin Luther King was assassinated, how Malcolm X was assassinated, mm -hmm. and how these things are different, and how these things are, you know, connected. Yeah. But, I mean, from an education like standpoint, and it's like, I always look at things like this, and that's why I, I laugh, because... And, like, I think about the stuff that they let the kids, like, they have people there and do, like, yo-yo demonstrations and, like, stuff like that, right? And I don't know how they gain... distraction. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know what we gain, like, from that. Like, I don't think any of the kids are going to end up being, like, yo-yo masters What happens, what happens like if that. your kids become woke? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, or come home and ask these other questions and stuff. And this is where I feel like a lot of times, like, we've stifled, like, any sort of learning, anything, anything conventional, like, to piggyback on what we already talked about like you know you had point a you got on the boat mm -hmm. you got here you got let go yeah, and that's it yeah. so then outside of I that go deeper than that right that's what i'm saying so yeah. it's like outside of that like we don't we don't want to go any deeper or anything like that and have those types of conversations because we don't want to anger 
certain people by yeah. just having a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where sometimes and like the ignorance the, and stuff like that. That's part yeah, of the problem so that I'm, I'm kind of run into because um, it's like, you know, what are you actually teaching them? I'm teaching them to be proud of who they are as individuals, especially mm-hmm. the, the um, minorities in the class. And then I'm waking up the other students in the class as to who we really are as people. And the kids sit back and go, oh, we didn't know that. Oh, now I right. understand yeah. why such and such acts this way or why the people are this way. And I didn't know you were treated this way. Um, so because they're not getting all that, like yeah. you said. And, and that's where, like, the difference is, like, we teach history, but then we don't teach... Um, like the history the right way. Yes. And if you're put in a position where, you know, have you had like any parents or anybody like contact you and say like, I don't appreciate like, you know. Not yet because okay. I'm still not doing enough kids. Actually, I just told my son because I'm doing one on the 5th for him and his mentor program. I said, are you going to get written permission from the parents? I said, because you don't want to get any flack because mm-hmm. I, I kind of go a little deep. I said, because I really want these kids to understand what I'm talking about. I'm showing them photographs. I'm showing them um, video. Um, And he says, well, I'm going to send something else. And no, you might want to do that because they go home and say something to their parents and they're like, what the heck was just going on in this school? I said, because I really go deep. Yeah. And uh, so... And kids are impressionable and sometimes when they're... Absolutely. Well, not even that, though. I think we're also speaking to the fact of, like, who designed the public school system and what it's designed for and if it's not designed by us then obviously we're not teaching our kids what it is that they need to be taught about and it's not an alternative history and that's what i've heard i've heard those terms and stuff yeah that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, because it was well into college being at LaSalle that i had my first african-american specific history course and it was it was as an elective as they would call it like it wasn't the mandated course no but it's even it's even in everything like even before like we talked um like, before we start recording, like, she asked, like, how did we get into this? And I was saying, like, um, like where I went to school and I went to Full Sail and I had my degree in cinematography. And we even treat, like, black cinema as, like, its own, Separate. like, subgenre. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not even a part of, like, you know, it's it's there. Like, you know, it's sometimes celebrated, like, certain times of the year in certain films and things like that. But it's not... We don't we don't view like uh, like I just watched the Dolomite movie that Eddie Murphy started. Yeah, and it was it was wonderful, right? And then right after that, I watched Dolomite, and is it the greatest film ever made? Like, no, but it was important. And then seeing that made you understand like why it was important. But then you saw these same other struggles, and I know I'm going off on a totally different tangent, but mm-hmm. you would see how back in. yeah, I am, I am, I'm already back in. But how you would see like um, like Easy Rider, like when uh, Dennis Hopper, and then mm-hmm. um, he just passed away recently, uh, Peter uh, Peter Fonda, and their journey was almost the same, just in how they try to get the films made and everything else. But then we revere, you know, him mm-hmm. and coming from the same. And this was and then Dolomite was the highest grossing independent film up until the Blair Witch Project in 1999. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And it, right. And those are things like that yeah. where it's like we don't. But that, that that's it's how we teach it back. Mm-hmm. That was my cap. So I finished, I, I brought it back around. Thank you. Appreciate I finished, yeah, I brought it back around. See, that's why I'm here for this episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I brought it back around. So I didn't go. I didn't go too far off uh-huh. on it. Um, but no, but that's that's why I said it, it. I guess to finish this again, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> do not do not let anybody stop you. And as far as like, you know, the platform and the listeners and the people that we provide, um, 
just when any and any time you want to talk about it or get other people involved, like we're certainly here for it. Yeah, yeah. we're thank here you. to brainstorm yeah. ideas, help, yeah. help, help support you because kids are cur- kids are curious, and even if you're doing what you're doing at the library, if you're doing it through the college, mm-hmm. people are going to be there, and I think those seats will be filled because yeah. there's nothing more important than knowing who you are. Yeah, so and we want to make you sure said that correctly, yeah. and that's how I got started. I just wanted yeah. to know who I was, and mm-hmm. I want and I, while we're talking, I want to say thank you to uh, Logos Academy because they were the first to allow me to come in and really tell the truth to their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And every year they, they invite me back that's all, to that's speak awesome. to the kids. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we'll, we'll try to do this again yeah. sometime soon. Uh-huh. So, um, so that'd be, we'll, we'll close here and I thank everybody for listening. And then, um, yeah, so we, we appreciate our guest and the time we talked and I know we, uh, went down a couple different rabbit holes. We don't normally talk about on this podcast, but I think it was all relevant to, the entire conversation and everything that we we normally discuss here. So thank everybody again.